Uh, scripture reading this morning is coming from 1 John 1-4. through 4. What was from the beginning? What have we heard? What have we seen with our eyes? What have we looked at and touched with our hands? Concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen the testify and proclaim to you and the eternal life, which was the was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be complete. Good morning. Have you all been enjoying these pretty days? Oh. But next week we'll have summer back. No, it's, that's too soon. We'll enjoy them while we have them each day. Before we get into 1 John chapter 1, let's pray together as we get ready for our lesson. Father, we humbly come before you. And it's with our hearts and our lives that we lift them up to you to give you praise and honor and glory in our words in our attitudes and every action. Father, we want you to be the one that is honored by everything we do. And we know, Father, in looking at our hearts, there are times there are times that we really struggle to give everything to you. So we ask, Father, that if we have allowed our hearts to become hard, that you'll break up that ground and make them tender and soft so that we can hear and live your word. And Father, when we have been too shallow, we ask that you will break us deep, that you'll help us to remove every obstacle that gets in the way between us and you. And Father, we ask that you'll help us to not give our focus, our lives, to the cares and worries of this world, that you'll help, help us to clear those from our hearts so that your word can take deep root and grow. For Father, we want our hearts to be open. We want our hearts to be ready for your word in every way so that we can be your people, so that we can grow in our faith, so that we can honor and glorify you to love as you've loved us. Help us, Father, in each day as we anticipate with joy that day that we'll be with you. For through Jesus we pray. Amen. Do y'all love stories as much as most? Don't we all? If we, if we start out, there are some phrases that really can catch our imaginations. Once upon a time, usually they have, there's three of those. There were three bears, three pigs. And we will have a story that we know those. And we can repeat them over and over again. And the thing about stories is we love them enough 
that it's not just the books that we have, it's not just what we tell each other around the table, but we'll, we will spend our money to go out and watch a story be told up on the screen, won't we? We love stories. We love make-believe. And when we think about make-believe, we, we, we just, oh, our imaginations can go wild. The thing is, is when we gather here today, are we living what's real or make-believe? Now, if you take what John says, did you hear what he said? He says, what we're talking about today, what he's writing about is not make-believe. He is talking about someone real. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we have proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. In other words, so you can have fellowship, he says, with us and our fellowship with his Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. In other words, he says, when we talk about Jesus, we're not talking about make-believe, something that we've come up with in our own minds. He's saying we're talking about someone real, someone that we have seen with our own eyes. Not only did he see Jesus as they walked together on this earth, not only did he see Jesus hanging on that cross, he saw Jesus after Jesus was raised from the dead. That he heard him, and when he taught, and all that he had done, he, he, he watched him along that path, and he heard him speak to them after he had been raised from the dead. He, he had, did y'all catch that phrase back up here earlier? Which we have looked at. He's not just talking about repeating again, we saw him. He's saying we looked at him closely. We were there. We saw his scars, the wound in his side. We saw him. We, we, we didn't just look at him with our eyes. We, we, we studied what was going on within his life and who he was. We touched him. He wasn't make-believe. He wasn't just an apparition that was there. We saw who he was and we ate with him. We touched him and we, we felt who he was. And when we do all that. Now, the thing about that is, how important is it for us to know that when we talk about Jesus, we're talking about someone real? How important is that? Because isn't our lives as Christians, aren't we just here, as long as we behave and we do what's good, we're okay? He says, no. We're talking about someone real. And the, the importance in that is if we're talking about someone real, what that means is we're talking about real hope. Because isn't that what we want? Every one of us. Every one of us wants to have a life that is, that is real. Not something that's shallow. Not something that's just make-believe. Not something where we're just playing a part. We want to live a life that has real joy. We want to live a life that has real relationship with God. With other people in our lives because of our faith together. We want to have a life that has real life. Eternal life. Real hope. Something that we can hold on to that changes us and, and transforms who we are in every aspect of our lives. When we talk about someone who's real, we get to talk about real hope. Real hope. Now if our, our hope 
he says, is based on that relationship with God. He says, I, I, we're telling you this, that you can have fellowship with us as we have fellowship with God. That we have this fellowship with God, and there's where our hope is. Not because we're off by ourselves and we're behaving, but because we walk with God, and we're with Him, and we're living our lives for Him. But to have that relationship with God, he lays out for us in verses 5 on down to 10 some aspects of what, what does that mean if we're going to be in a relationship with God? If we're going to walk with him, if we're going to have that fellowship with him, what does that look like? If we're going to have that walk with God, it means, let me, he says, let me tell you, this message we've heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. We walk in the light. What does that mean to come into the light? What does that look like? The thing about this is easy easy to talk about when we have it on the page, but to bring it out in the real life means we've got to be honest about what's going on within us. Because if we're going to come into the light, it's going to show who we are honestly and, and for, for real. Everything about us in our hearts, in our lives, will be brought into his light so that there's nothing about us that we're hiding in the darkness. In John chapter 3, Jesus says, Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. You hear, hear that? When we come into the light, it means our deeds will be exposed. Everything we've done will be laid out into the light. Everything. Our thoughts and our words, our attitudes will come out in the light. But whoever lives in, by the truth comes into the light so that it may see, be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. If we're going to walk with God, it means we take our whole lives, our hearts, every aspect, and we just lay them out before God so that everything is out in the open before Him. There's nothing that we're hiding, nothing that we're trying to hide. Chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If we're walking in the light, we're going to be walking with him in the direction he is going and in the, in the, in the, toward the goal that he has in mind for our lives, that he's the one that's going to set this path. Chapter 12, verse 35, walk while you have the light before the darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. If we walk in the light, it means we know the direction of our lives, that we have in mind that we want to be going closer and closer to God, that we have this goal of, of being with Him in every aspect of our lives. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 says, He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. So when we walk in the light, even our hearts are laid out and open. But the thing about that is if we bring our lives into the light, you know what happens when we walk in the light? Do you know what happens in our lives that every aspect of our lives, every sin, everything about who we are is laid out before God? Do you know what is possible at that moment? There in verse 7, he says, If we walk in the light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. If we're going to find a way for our sins to be taken away, it begins by bringing everything out into the open. If we're, going to, if we're going to walk in the light and expose ourselves, it means we have to admit what's true. We have to be able to say, this is what's true about me. 
This is what's true. This is what God has said about my lives. And so it, my life. And, and so in verses 8 through 10, he says that. He says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You hear that? If we're not admitting the truth, what happens? We're missing the boat. We're missing what God has in mind. Verse 9, if we confess our sins and he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The idea of confessing is to admit what's true about what we've done, about what we've said, about what we've carried around in our hearts. Verse 10, he says, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. So he says when we're going to walk in the light, we've got to admit the truth about ourselves. To be able to, to honestly say, this is what's going on in me. And to, to find what only God can give. Not admitting the truth about ourselves takes us away from God. Admitting what's true, even the worst aspects of ourselves, makes it possible for us to be forgiven. As long as we can't admit our sins, we can't find forgiveness. But to lay them out before God and be honest about what it is. Brings us where we need to be. Now, the, the struggle in this, how many of us like to bring out what we've done, especially the wrongs that we've committed? How many of us like to admit what's been going on within our hearts? Any of y'all get excited about that? Telling the truth about yourself? Bringing your whole life out in the, into the light? It's scary, isn't it? And a lot of it comes down to we feel ashamed about what we've done. I don't want people to know what I've done in my life. We get afraid of that because what would they think about me? But the reality is when we bring our lives into the light, when we admit the truth about ourselves, it's not about what other people think about us. It's about being where God wants us to be, to come before him. And lay it all out before him. And the thing about what happens, it's not a matter of whether we want, we don't want to sin. I don't want, I don't want to make those choices. Those things I've done before, I don't want them anymore. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to talk like that. I want to become a different person. And see, there's our goal in chapter 2, verse 1. He says, I write this to you so that you will not sin. That's, because that's not what we want. But... If anybody does sin, what happens? We have an advocate. We have somebody who pleads our case before the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Where he is on our side. He's there standing beside us. He's there with us. He hasn't abandoned us because we've sinned. He stands with us. And doesn't doesn't let us just kick us out because we've messed up. He is there because he, he, he wants us to be back with God. He wants us to be where he want, where God wants us to be. He wants us to be made right. He wants us to be forgiven. He wants us to be purified from all our sins. And so he stands with us. And he also has stepped in for us. Because he came into this world. He came into this world for us. In verse 2 he says he's atoning sacrifice for our sins. Not only for ours but also the sins of the whole world. He stepped into this world to provide a way for our forgiveness. All the sins that we've committed, all those things that we've done, Christ has taken that upon him so that we can live. He's here for us. To be with us. Because he loves us. So when we talk about Jesus, 
We're talking about that someone real came to this world for us. That he gave himself for us so that we can be truly forgiven. See that connection? Because Jesus is someone real who's come to this world. We know, we know that we can really be forgiven no matter what we've done. Paul, in Acts 26, it's one of the times he told about what happened on that road on, to Damascus. And as he, he goes along that road, he says, you know, a bright light shone, and then it just drove him to the ground. And he's like, who in the world is this? And, and Jesus answers him, I'm the one you've been persecuting. But then Jesus tells him, this is what I have in mind for you. And so he lays out for him, says, I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles, because I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God, so they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. To turn them from darkness to light, to open their eyes. And when we, when we talk about coming before God, that's, that's, that's probably one of the biggest challenges for any of us. Is to be willing to open our eyes and admit what's true. To be able to just say it out loud. Lord, I have had lust in my heart. Lord, I've told lies to others. I've been unloving. I've held pride in my heart. I've been greedy. Whatever it is, to look at it honestly and say, this is what it is. To be truthful. To be honest. Because until we're honest about what's going on within our own lives and hearts, we're not going to be able to find the forgiveness that's available in Christ. When we're honest about what's going on and say, this is it. And it, and it, it turns us away to where I don't want that anymore. I want to change the way I live my life. I don't want to have that anymore in my life. None of that sin that I've committed. I want to, I want to be where God wants me to be. And then we come before God in Christ, being buried with him in baptism, so we can start over brand new with every sin gone, to start a brand new life to be his completely, 100%, forgiveness and holiness, to be before God. Where are you today? Where are you? Do you find yourself trying to hide what really is? To look one way when you're with everybody else, but you know what's going on within yourself? God wants you to take that and bring it out and put it out in the open. To admit what's true. To decide you don't want that anymore. And bring it to him. It may be that today you need to put on Christ in baptism and let him take that all away from you. Maybe today you need prayers and encouragement to help you be honest with God, with yourself, with the people around you about what really is in your heart and your life.
If you need prayers and encouragement to do that, if you need to respond in any way, would you come now as we stand and sing? Out of my bondage, sorrow, and night, Jesus, I come, Jesus, I come, into thy freedom, gladness, and light. Jesus, I come to thee. Out of my sickness into thy health, out of my want and into thy wealth, out of my sin and into thyself, Jesus, I come to thee. Out of my shameful failure and loss, Jesus, I come, Jesus, I come, into the glorious gain of thy cross. Jesus, I come to thee, out of earth's sorrows, into thy balm, out of life's storms, and into thy calm. Out of distress to jubilant psalm, Jesus, I come to thee. Out of the fear and dread of the tomb, Jesus, I come, Jesus, I come. Into the joy and light of thy home, Jesus, I come to thee. Out of the depths of ruin untold, into the peace of thy sheltering fold, ever thy glorious face to behold, Jesus, I come to thee. This time our young men will come around and get the attendance cards that were left out on the ends of the pews. If you haven't filled those out, do that real quick, and uh, these young men will get those for us. Closing song this morning will be Anywhere with Jesus. <clears throat> Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere he leads me in this world below. Anywhere without him dearest joys would fade. Anywhere with Jesus I am not afraid. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere with Jesus I am not alone. Other friends may fail me, he is still my own. Though his hand may lead me over drearest ways, Anywhere with Jesus is a house of praise. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere with Jesus over land and sea, telling souls in darkness of salvation free. Ready as he summons me to go or stay. Anywhere with Jesus when he points the way. 
Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere with Jesus I can go to sleep. When the darkening shadows round about me creep, knowing I shall wake and never more to roam, anywhere with Jesus will be home, sweet home. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go.